Let's get it. Welcome to the Hampton Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Jack Hampton. This is my co-host, Cooper Neal. What's up, what's up, Coop? How you doing, my guy? Surviving and thriving. I know that's hitting different this week. I'm sorry for all of your You see me wearing my baggy week. clothes like I just got out of a relationship and I'm depressed. I'm just <laughs> still happy you were wearing the sweatshirt, bro. Shout out to you. Bro. I'm proud of them. You're a real one. I'm You're proud real. of them. I couldn't wear the other couldn't wear the other teams. <laughs> tough paraphernalia. Seat, tough seat. I know you have a lot to say about them. <laughs> but we have so much to get into today, including Joel Embiid scoring 101 points within 24 hours. Also, we're going to touch on Alabama and Tennessee both getting back on track. I'm sorry, Coop. But also, Aaron Rodgers may have just flipped the script on his entire season. We're going to touch on that as well. But obviously, first, the game of the year in Buffalo, New York where the Minnesota Vikings won 33-30 in overtime against the Super Bowl favorite Buffalo Bills. You and I were texting throughout this entire fourth quarter and overtime period, a whole lot of what the F is happening right now. Just We were trying to digest everything, the Justin Jefferson catch, the Josh Allen's fumbled snap. Like, What player, play, outcome, what did you take away from this game? So first off, Justin Jefferson is home. Like, I'm sorry. Hands down, non-QB talk, he is the best player in the NFL. Like, you can change my opinion on that. Obviously, I that for, coming from me, I think Michael Parsons is one of the best players in the NFL, non-quarterback-wise. But Justin Jefferson, literally, like, you, you know how I'm mad and they have the superstar X-Factors. That wasn't even a superstar X-Factor takeover. That was just him just saying, we're not losing. Fourth and 18, you're taking the ball out of someone's hand. Best receiver in the entire league, Cooper Cup, you don't even – like I, I don't know if you can compare. I get Cooper Cup's coming off a triple crown last year, but just the he's also injured. Yeah, yeah, he's also injured, obviously. But Justin Jefferson now, just looking at how he did it, and the catch was I, I obviously made a community post on our YouTube channel saying that this cleared OBJ's yeah. catch, and I had people commenting, "Well, it wasn't for a touchdown like OBJ was." This is fourth and eighteen against a Super Bowl favorite yeah. in Buffalo in Orchard Park, like. That saved the game. That's let's also remember the OBJ game. I think the uh I think the Giants lost thirty one to thirteen. That was the only touchdown they scored in the game. So uh Justin Jefferson won a game because of that catch. Yeah, <laughs> and exactly. OBJ wasn't like literally someone had their hands on the ball to intercept it and he grabs it out of one their hand, hand one handed and, and then hovers an the ball over the, the ground, ground. Yes. and then snatches it from him. Oh my and God. then proceeded to go on, make another incredible catch, mm-hmm. and then on the goal line Dude has his entire arm on the ball, and yes. he still catches it. Granted, his knee went down, and then obviously the preceding play, Dalvin Cook, you have to catch that ball. Like, what are you doing? And yeah. then obviously they couldn't get in the end zone on QB Snake. And but. then the, the catch on the goal line to yeah. get them for in goal to go. Obviously, I text you, Kirk Cousins couldn't get it done in Buffalo. It was over. I, I saw Josh Allen take a knee, fumbled snap, and then it was an automatic touchdown. Then Buffalo goes 75 yards. Ties the game since it's an overtime. And, of course, Justin Jefferson comes up huge in overtime yet again. Jay Jettas ended up with 10 receptions on 16 targets, 193 yards. And his longest catch was 46 yards on one touchdown. Hope he was on your fantasy team, ladies and gentlemen. I really, really <laughs> do. Um, from a Bills perspective, yeah, we gotta. Jo- Josh Allen we have to discuss. Um, he, he shat all over he himself. He was banged up. <laughs> he, we didn't know if he was going to play. Um, but two red zone picks, obviously the fumbled snapped, as we just mentioned. Yeah. Has, I think he's just taken himself out of the MVP conversation. 
I'm going to be honest with you. I thought he took himself out of the MVP conversation last week. Mm-hmm. And then he started playing. They played really well to begin this game. I mean, it was 20, 24-7, I think, just like that. Like, it was like – I was like, mm-hmm. oh, well, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. They beat the crap out of the Vikings, so I guess that shuts up people out of the Vikings. And then he completely shot over himself. That's the – I think that's the fourth or maybe the third red zone interception he's had in the last two weeks. Yeah. That's unacceptable. Like, let's – I know we're going to talk about him in a second, but Aaron Rodgers in that Lions game, he threw his first NFL or he threw his uh, first interception in the red zone in over like 240 snaps. Like yeah. that's insane. Mm-hmm. And then you have three in a two week span. That's unacceptable. If, and also they're like two and eight in one score games. The last few weeks, Tua has been the best quarterback in that division. I agree. And I think Tua has entered the MVP conversation, and Josh Allen is now out of it. Who do you think's leading the MVP conversation? I think it's Jalen Hurts or Patrick Mahomes, and I, I think, think they're I think so far Mahomes. ahead that I don't think, I think it matters. No, I think Tua's there. You think Tua's like? Yes. Have you seen his? Sa- He's been averaging over three hundred yards the past several games. I mean, it helps when you can throw a screen pass and they go ninety yards. I know, but I mean, this, I know, I know. this is a guy that didn't even like. He thought that this is going to be his last year. They'd be drafting yeah. Bryce Young. Now he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Oh yeah, they're atop the AFC East right now. Yeah, and like it's one of those things that like I know people always will sit here and compare to. To what's his, to Patrick Mahomes? At the end of the day, there's one Patrick Mahomes. There's one Tom Brady. He's, there's one Aaron Rodgers. He's Rogers. a clear favorite right now. I'm just saying two is there. I think two is ahead of Jalen Hurts in the MVP conversation. No, 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 no. I'm just saying like people were always down on Tua, and then you look at the team he's playing with, and you're like, no wonder Tua can't do anything. I right. think his best receiver the first year was Devontae Parker. Yeah, which literally. where does he play now? I know he mm-hmm. plays for the Patriots, but it was rhetorical. But like. His offensive line, me and you were out there blocking for him, and you can't help him. And then, like, it's one of those things where you're like, now you actually give him something to work with, and look what he's doing. Yeah, exactly. Look at Alabama. Yes, he had – I mean, we know how insane those wide receiver cores were when he was at Bama. He had incredible weapons, and guess what he did? He just went on to just 4,000 yards like it was nothing. Like, I mean, it's one of those things where he's always been capable. It's just a matter of the fact that they finally put people around him. Exactly. And so I think people, like, are sitting here saying, oh, well, he's not the best quarterback because – Nobody can be Patrick Mahomes. Let's be honest. He's not. Yeah, he's not. I, I'm not but I do him above that. But I'm just saying he is in the conversation. Yeah. No. He's for sure in the conversation. I don't, I don't think he'll win it because I think Patrick Mahomes is just that I, dude. I think Mahomes will win it as well. Let's jump back to the Vikings real quick. Um, do you? We're obviously recording this on Monday night. This is before the uh, Eagles game, Eagles Commanders game. I think we can probably guess how it's going to go. Who knows? Commanders could end up winning somehow and give them their first loss, but don't, we don't know that yet. I think. I'd predict the Eagles would win this game. Yeah. But with the Vikings going up to Buffalo, getting a win like this, in the fashion they did, um, <clears throat> do you think the Vikings are the new NFC favorite? I still don't. Um, and I don't say that to be, like, crappy on the Vikings or anything like that. I just, for one, I think you caught a team that I think started relaxing a little bit too soon in this game, and then they shadow over themselves – more more or less Josh Allen. So I think you caught a few lucky breaks. Um, obviously, the one loss on your schedule was to the Eagles. So I, I think it, just it's because of that, two, I understand that. Yeah. But I they man they dismantled them. I mean, they beat them twenty four to seven. Like the Vikings couldn't do jack crap. And I'm that's and, and honestly, I'm gonna refer to that game more than anything. But I'm just looking at their their point totals. They scored thirty three in this game. You went to overtime, but you had to score thirty. It was a hell of a game. comeback. It was they, it was a hell of a comeback. Mm-hmm. You scored thirty one other time this year. And that was against the Cardinals, and the Cardinals are dog shit. So, I mean, they did beat the Rams, but everybody's beating the Rams right now. 
you barely beat the Commanders, and we talked about that one last week because I was like, dude, the Commanders had this game won, and they just shat all over themselves. <laughs> You're getting the benefit of right. some opportunistic defense and some just lucky breaks here and there, but I still – they play the Cowboys. They play my Cowboys this week. Obviously, we're going to talk about my Cowboys in a second. I am interested. I think if this game, if they dominate and they beat the Cowboys – Maybe I'll put put them over the Eagles, but for now I still think I got the Eagles over the Vikings. I'm gonna go recency bias, man. I'm taking the Vikings, and I think these two teams are so similar. I wish they didn't play early in the year because the Vikings really have it clicking right now. There's so many weapons for both teams. You think of AJ Brown, Justin Jefferson, obviously, and Miles Sanders and Dalvin Cook. I mean, yeah. it comes down to the quarterback between these two, Kirk Cousins and Jalen Hurts. My my follow up question to you is. Who would you trust more in the playoffs, Jalen Hurts or Kirk Cousins? Jalen Hurts. I'm sorry. I would. There's no world where I'd pick Kirk Cousins over a quarterback, especially one that actually has the ability to move. Like it, that's that's Kirk, an X Kirk's factor. been there more. To be I, fair, I understand that, mm-hmm. but like Kirk, I, I just feel like Justin, Hur- not Justin Hurts, Jalen Hurts has more ability to like. If something messes up, like A.J. Brown doesn't get open or Devontae Smith's not open, he finds a way to still create a play. I don't think Kirk Cousins has that ability. I mean, he threw it up to Justin Jefferson, and Justin Jefferson made the catch of the century. I agree. So, like, I agree. I- I'd take Jalen Hurts, too. I think Kirk Cousins, um, I know we – I literally sent you the text on the goal line before Josh Allen fumbled the snap. Kirk Cousins yeah. couldn't get it done. But he did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he did, and I have to hand it to him. This has probably been one of his – you know, if they can go deep into the playoffs, even if they make an NFC championship, it really changes its legacy, I think. I think it does, too. And you also got to take it with the NFC. And obviously not to discredit the Vikings because they're playing really well. I mean, it takes a lot to get to eight wins, um, let alone do it in nine games. Yes. Um, the NFC is definitely low this year. And so if this was – if there was ever going to be a year for the Vikings to take advantage, it would be this year. Because, I mean, your division alone – Obviously, the Packers are there, and I think the Cowboys just sparked their ability to win 10 games this year. Um, the Lions suck, and the the Bears, as much as I love Justin Fields, you know I love Justin Fields, they suck. They, do. they gave up a 17-point fourth-quarter lead. So, like, their division's e- easily attainable, and I, let's be honest, they the Packers have to literally win out, and the Vikings have to lose four in order to lose that division. So, like, right. they have a division, I'm not going to say locked, because a lot can happen, injuries right. can take place, I'm not... They have this pretty unlocked, so I think I think they're taking advantage of a definitely down year in the NFC as well. I agree, and it was all the talk. You and I said the Vikings have a shot to win this division. It may be a new era in the NFC North, and um, it is quite frankly. Let's move to your team, man. Uh, unfortunately, the Dallas Cowboys. This was a day after watching Ole Miss Alabama. Uh, yeah. We will get into that later. <laughs> I know this had to hurt for you. I'm going to recap it real quick. But Green Bay, this one was in overtime as well, 31-28. Dak Prescott, um, 27-46, three touchdowns, two interceptions. You know, because we were on TikTok live chatting with each other. We were both kind of live reacting to the interceptions and some of the things you were typing were just killing me. I was trying to keep a straight face. I just felt so bad for Cowboys fans. I look over, God damn, another interception. (laughs) But um, Tony Pollard had 115 yards. It's a great takeaway from him, but he really had no other help on offense. Receiving-wise, C.D. Lamb led the team with 11 receiving yards. Or, Or, excuse me. 150, 150, 11 catches. 11 catches. So, Reading that. I'll break down Dak Prescott first, and then I'll get into my whole overview of this entire football game. Yes, he had two interceptions. I fully blame CeeDee Lamb for one of them because he's running a dig route, and I, 
for those of you that don't know, a dig route is literally just like a long little thing in the middle of the field, middle of the field. He Instead of going in front of the safety who it ultimately intercepted, he just turned it into a post. Yes. There's still not trust between Dak Prescott and this receiving core. And that's what frustrates me more. That pick was on CeeDee Lamb. The other pick was is, Dalton Schultz didn't run a precise is route. Is it because of the injury, or is it because – is it on the receiving core? I think it's more on the receiving core. I do think Dak – Dak still irritates me for a lot of different reasons, mostly because I don't want him to be paid as much as he gets paid for as mediocre as he is. Um, but the first the first interception, he was forcing a ball to a guy that, A, still didn't run a crisp route in Dalton Schultz, but he threw it in triple coverage. So you can't blame a receiver for not even running a pristine route. Why the hell are you throwing that ball? Right. Especially when you're on the six-yard line, you mm-hmm. can just get points. Mm-hmm. You forced it. The second one to CeeDee Lamb, he has to run that route. Like – your quarterback trusts you to run the route that he knows you're supposed to run. If you change the route mid route to a post, hey, don't throw the ball me, until it's open. Me, but. like outside looking in, I don't, I don't, I can't understand why you're upset about Dak when you have Ezekiel Elliott standing on your fucking sideline. No, I, dude, it, it, it's just every it's every year no, since he I'm, signed that contract. I'm fine with Zeke. Zeke, I'm not. No, I that am is because, ridiculous. No, because they finally at least let Zeke sit out and get healthy. Normally, they're going to put him in here, and he's going to have 22 carries for 22 yards, and you're going to be even more so pissed off. been the past three years. He starts off, he fools everybody in the first five games, and then he doesn't do shit for the rest of the year, and that's what he's going to do this year. I disagree. Zeke's actually played really well this year, and I'm and it's just nice to have a guy in Tony Pollard. I'm not mad at our run game. I'm mad that they went away from the run game. You were dogging him on the run. Five yards Tony a carry. Tony Pollard's a better back, and he doesn't get paid much. I agree. But he's going to get paid this year. So, like, at the end of the day, you're going to have to pay. Do Is you really want to? Is contract up this year? No. We can get out of it, but we won't. How the hell are you going to pay them both? Are you going to let exactly. TP walk? They're probably going to let TP walk. God. you got to think. we got to pay Michael Parsons and Trayvon Diggs in a year. Yeah. Would you rather have Tony Pollard or would you rather have Trayvon Diggs and Michael Parsons? Well, I'd rather have Michael Parsons, Trayvon Diggs, whatever. Trayvon Diggs played great. He's he's good. Alan Lazard had three. But there's catches. a reason people throw at him all the time. Like he led the league in interceptions, but it's because he got thrown at. People all the throwing time. him this year. Alan Lazard had four targets, okay. <laughs> and one of and one of the targets was in the when he played in the slot, and we had a ro- rookie slot corner on him, and the rookie slot corner fell, and he took it sixty yards, and that's how we they got into field goal range. Oh, I feel bad for who was on Cameron Watson, whatever the hell his name was. Yeah, that was that's the guy that three I, touchdowns. They won't re-sign him. him. That's Anthony Brown, and then. Uh, yeah. God, Kelvin Anthony Joseph. Brown's still there. Yeah. I'm dude. so shocked he had a job after last year. Dude, he's so bad. He is. Tough. But this game ultimately boils down to your coaching is a fucking idiot. <laughs> so you're still no. not sold on Mike McCarthy. I've huh? never been sold on Mike McCarthy. Cowboys Bro, fans are just getting. couldn't wait to lose this and jump on Mike McCarthy because he hasn't said a damn word for weeks. And I have been wondering, are you still sold? Mike McCarthy keeps winning. And, with I, this. What I keep and saying. nobody kept thought that he'd win with this roster, but he keeps winning, Coop. And I keep saying, I don't he care. Saying, I still don't like him. He was like, no, I'm not sold on it. I'm like, all right. The biggest issue for these Cowboys is they have the greatest – they have a cute little regular season. They're winning ball games, doing this, that, and the other, beating up on shit teams. Uh, and then you play the Packers, who are a shit team this year, by the way. 
But he's he's so emotional about beating the team and having his little reunion. Did in you see him walking Lambeau out field. on the field fucking early? <laughs> did, you, did you see him walking out? Fuck, of- if he'd fucking put the biscuits <laughs> down and actually pay attention to the team and make a disciplined football team, because an undisciplined head coach leads to an undisciplined football team. We have eighty-five penalty yards, and three of which That's, cost you in overtime. Because you guys are usually really disciplined on penalty no, yards. We haven't been I disciplined know, the entire time he's been here. It pisses me off. You. I'm fine with the fourth. I'm fine with the going for the fourth down. At the end of the day, in Aaron Rodgers overtime, you're not. If you score a field goal there, they're going to go down and score a touchdown. Yes. Like ultimately, we knew that was going to happen. Yes. If you punt it and you give it to him on the one, he's going to go score a field. It doesn't matter. No, I understand the going for fourth down. If you're going for a fourth down and it's third and four, if you know automatically, if we don't get this, we're going for it. What do you do? Well, okay. To be fair, that pass interference. Oh, it was pass interference. Jair Alexander was straddling Ceedee Lamb, giving him a hump job on the back. Call. Like I mean, he he was straddling number eighty-eight. I mean, that was close to like the Saints game a few years ago. Oh, I know. Ago. But I can't. At the end of the day, there can. Would you, I would. There's no shot I would have went for it either. Well, if you're going for it, run the ball on third and four. Get some yards out of it. Because at the end of the day, yes, it was a pass know. interference. He didn't know. He got frustrated with that call. I'm sure he did, but, but that's coaches, what I'm saying. He was too right. emotional. Exactly. Coaches know if they're going for yeah. it. Yeah. If you're going for it, Lane Kiffin's running that ball on third Same and four. Same here, and we were watching Hypo, and he'd ran it on, it was like third and six, and I was like, oh, we're going for it on fourth down. You know, coaches have oh, that shit planned out. He but, did not. Do you think the Vikings, or not the Vikings, do you think the Cowboys, after this loss in Green Bay, are still contenders in the NFC? Yeah, because, like, a, well, I mean, we just got through talking about the Vikings. The NFC's down, and honestly, let's be honest. I still don't think they're contending, though. I think I they look are. I the Vikings. I look at the Eagles. I have the 49ers. I trust them in the playoffs more. And right the Cowboys now, are next. No. Right now, I trust Tampa Bay winning two Bullshit. straight. I would trust Tom Bullshit. Brady. I would trust Tom Brady. They beat Brady. the Rams and I the Seahawks. I would trust Tom Brady. They beat the Dak Rams Prescott. and the Seahawks. Sorry, I would trust I would. anybody more than Dak Prescott. I'd fucking take Philip Rivers' I, noodle arm okay, back so out of retirement. So you agree with me? No, I don't trust Tom Brady in the Tampa Bay. That is a basket case of it. They tried to. Did blow you just that say you take Philip Rivers over Dak Prescott? Yeah, I would probably. Dude, Philip Rivers was fun. Philip Rivers is like. That was just the first name that popped into my head. But. I take Philip Rivers noodle arm. <laughs> I I'm not a Dak believer, but I'm also not one of those people. I do not want anybody to hear me say that Cooper Rush should still not be starting this game. I just think your coaching staff. So you think? So you, you I would still it, take Dak over Cooper. No, I'm telling you, you think the Cowboys are still contenders? Yes. Okay. Dude, I mean, at the end of the day, three of the best teams in the NFC are in the NFC East, and we've already beat two of the three. 8-0 Philadelphia Eagles, potentially 9-0 tonight, but even 8-1 still puts them at second, tied for the first best team in the uh, NFC. Giants are 7-2, and two, I, and we I, whooped them. I, I'm sorry. I'd take the 49ers over them. I'd probably take the, the 49ers Bucks over is a us, too. Up, but I'm taking the 49ers. I'd probably still take the 49ers, but the Bucks I would not take. And the 49ers are still not even leading their division. The Seattle Seahawks and Geno Smith here. are. They're, they're, that's not going to last. Geno Smith is about to lead them to a Super Bowl, no, and it's going to be incredible. Okay. I'm taking the Niners, and I'm taking the Bucks of the Cowboys right now. Sorry, Cowboys. Just because I said the thing about Geno Smith? No. <laughs> I may even take Geno Smith. Sure, Bucks might not even win their division. What? The Falcons are Did dogging Did you watch right that now. Thursday yeah, night game? Bad. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think the Bucks will have no problem with the NFC South. Um, Saints are going to make a comeback. Let's rotate today. Famous Jameis. You got anything else in the NFL, man? Yeah, I, I hate Mike McCarthy, and I just wanted to be on record for all those people that believe that Mike McCarthy was still the answer because he's being cute and winning games against shit teams. Titans won again. Titans are the most 
boring football team in the history of boring. I will give credit where credit to Mike Vrabel might be the best coach in the NFL. Thanks. Winning's winning. No, I, I know. But he might be one of the best coaches in the NFL because this roster is absolute dog shit and he finds a way to win. Granted, you play the Broncos, who are the second worst team in the NFL, and uh, in the second half, Russell Wilson had six possessions, five of which were uh, punts. And the other one was a game ceiling interception. So I don't know that you were really playing much competition, but it's a ten point deficit. Came back and won. With no, go ahead and tell go ahead and tell them who who scored your touchdowns. Let's see if you even know. Let's see if you're a real Titans fan. Nate I know who. Westbrook Aquina. Yeah, two touchdowns. I know. Yeah, where was Derrick Henry? Proved that we can win without handing him the ball thirty-five times. It's about damn time. It's about damn time. Because every game, watching Tannehill watching y'all just over. run the ball forty times and not win games is boring. Tannehill took over. What can I say? Bullshit. Tannehill <laughs> didn't take nothing. Fuck over. Oh my god. There's one quarterback I <laughs> if would. Y'all think this is bad? Just wait till we get the Ole Miss segment at the end. Of the oh no, I'm gonna be called for Ole Miss. <laughs> okay. I was more mad. Look, I'm wearing an Ole Miss thing today because I was proud of my boys. Granted, they fucked it up too. But Same. the Cowboys, on the other hand, I felt so bad for you because I was like, Ole Miss led the entire game. Dallas led the entire game. Dallas is worse than Ole Miss, in my opinion. If I'm being honest with you, okay, I'd have to agree. <clears throat> like, at least you lost to Alabama and Nick Saban. Like, this is you're losing to freaking Aaron Rodgers, who's had a mental breakdown the entire every game he's been in, and you're up by 14 in the fourth quarter. Also, shout out to whoever the fuck put that stat up on the board. 195 and 0 when leading by. F- 14 in the fourth quarter. Shut the... F- oh, I hate the Cowboys. Why do I root for them? Never heard this side of you in my life. I love it. I'm a, I will admit, I, and I, you, I told you all fair, I watched the entirety Ooh. of the Detroit Lions versus the Chicago Bears because I am that big on Joseph Fields and I want a Joseph Fields jersey. Tim McMahon just gave an update on Jaron. So, I know this is our main podcast. This isn't Grizz Talk, but we've been chatting back and forth. Jaron Jackson, r- rotating to the NBA right now. He has um, been out, missed the entire season so far for the Memphis Grizzlies. He did get upgraded to doubtful against Washington. Grizzlies played against Washington on Sunday. We sat everybody, John Morant, Desmond Bay. And we still almost won. It's still almost won. (laughs) But Jaron was doubtful, so I'd immediately text Coop. I'm like, this means he's playing on national TV against Zion on Tuesday night. Because NBA, the way it works, you can't be out and then upgraded to questionable or out, then updated to active. It has to be out, doubtful, and then questionable. So he was doubtful in Washington, so we thought he'd be playing on Tuesday. Tim McMahon um, just reported Jaron season debut could come tomorrow versus the Pelicans. He's upgraded to questionable for the first time. Also, the Grizzlies get John Morant back after he missed one game with a sore ankle. Desmond Bain, toe, will likely miss his second straight game. What's going on Whoa. with Des's toe, man? Come on now. A toe? Yeah. Does that really do much when you're playing basketball? It is crazy. Let's get into <laughs> Joel Embiid, then. Let's go into Joel Embiid. I think you mispronounced his name. It's Wilt Chamberlain to yeah, you, okay. sir. Yeah. <laughs> so, <clears throat> victory over the Jazz. This is the second half of a back-to-back. Keep in mind, second half of a back-to-back. Joel yeah. played in both of these games. 59 points, 11 rebounds, 8 assists, and 7. 7 blocks. 7 blocks. Yep. 26 points and five blocks in the fourth quarter, and B drops 101 points inside 24 hours in victories over the Hawks and the Jazz. And what's funny is they only had 226 points total. MVP Joel we're finally seeing again. It just took him a few games to get in shape. He's straight now. Yeah, he's good. You know what also took? His bum teammate to get injured. Dude, his bum teammate was like 
dominating. Yeah, and Joel was not. I'd rather have Joel dominating. It's just my opinion. James, my fantasy team would rather James have James version Gordon. of dominating now is not old James, 37 and 18. It's, you know, 29, 24, 23, He's still averaging triple-double. Okay. <laughs> didn't, didn't no, we've already heard that. We've already heard. Did it convert noise. to wins? No, thank they were, you. They were dog shit. Thank you. But we've already heard the noise today. I don't know if you have, but everybody's calling. Go ahead and trade James Harden as soon as he comes back. <laughs> Tyrese Maxey, man, that's what we've been saying. I mean, dude, Joel Embiid. My God, I texted you. Uh, didn't I text you, Will Chamberlain? Did you see Will Chamberlain's step performance today? <laughs> yeah. I did. mean, my word. It he was, almost had a quadruple double. It was different. A quadruple double. It was different. And he only took he only made one three. Fifty nine points. One three. Absolutely insane. Also, shout out to the Jazz for still almost winning that game. <laughs> Dude, they they literally might be that I nice. I swear to God, this kid can't go one episode until bring it up for Utah. Are you done? No, because you know how you always brought up USC? It's just annoying as hell. Cause well, everybody I hates will USC. be bringing up USC, and I'll also be bringing up the Cleveland Cavaliers in this segment as well. Oh, no, the Cavs, the Cavs are dope. And it's because the Cavs are actually – Oh, I know. Darius Garland had an incredible night, too, and it's overshadowed because Joe Allen beat almost had a quadruple-double. Yeah. Darius and uh, Donovan may be coming at Desmond Bain and John Moran's best backcourt in the NBA, for sure. Why do you say that? Dude, Donovan didn't Darius even play. just went for 50. But Donovan didn't even play. I know, but Donovan's been magnificent this yeah. year. Darius Garland, I mean, he was awesome. 51 points, like, I think he has seven assists, something like that. Has Darius Garland been better than Desmond Bain? In that one game, yeah, but Desmond's been an animal. That's true. That's true. You go either way on those two. Um, So, the Lakers got their third win (laughs) without LeBron James. Dude, I actually – Russell Westbrook's a betting favorite for sixth man of the year. Russell Westbrook's leading their team in three-point field goal. I know. Percentage, which stop hating on Russ because he's the best player on their team right now. Anthony Davis looked awesome in that. You taking Ben way. Simmons or Russ right now? Uh, come on, Russ. Taking Russ all day too. Yeah, Russ. I sent you this today, so let's just just for funsies. Um, let's see. <laughs> also, it says so. Who you got? And it's got that Robert Sacra and Jordan Clarkson team <laughs> versus this Lakers team. Uh, LeBron breaking Kareem's all-time scoring record while being 14th in the West. LeBron James suffering from success. <laughs> Russ is not the problem. Changed my mind. Career high, 36.2 three-point percentage. Leads the Lakers in three points made. I wouldn't be surprised if LeBron missed the rest of the season. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Because um, you remember the whole groin thing his first year in L.A.? People seem to forget that he just walked in and won a championship in the bubble. It didn't happen. He had a first year with Lance Stevenson and all those guys. And Yeah. And then uh, – Saw they weren't going to make the playoffs and mysteriously missed the rest of the year with another groin injury. Our favorite person, Kendrick Perkins, back in August, said uh, oh, Pat Bev and Russ could be the most dangerous defensive backcourt in the NBA, and now we're in November 9 – or what, 11 – 15 games in, something like Patrick that. Patrick Beverly has been absolutely pitiful. Pat Bev has given nothing to the Lakers this season. Absolutely nothing. He's <laughs> given nothing. It's been bad. It's bad. Speaking of nothing, let's talk about the Minnesota Timberwolves. I went to the Timberwolves-Grizzlies national TV game on Friday night. Wish I could have went. And it was, as a Grizzlies fan, obviously it was amazing. But looking at the Timberwolves, it's similar to what I did with the Nets. I wanted to see what the hell is going on here. They're 5-7. and seven. They've been disappointing. Coming off a really exciting year of making it back to the playoffs. 
my most like visible thing is those players just don't like each other. There's no high fiving. There's no sense of team chemistry or urgency. Um, it's just like a business. I get the NBA is a business, but then you see teams like the Grizzlies doing the Antonio Brown dance on national TV, mobbing yeah. the post game every single game. Minnesota doesn't like each other. Rudy Gobert trade goes without saying he doesn't fit there. Kyle Anderson doesn't fit there. I never really understood that pickup for them. Um, how you, do you think the Timberwolves could possibly fall out of the play-in? <laughs> yeah, they're bad. Also, I want to make a fun comparison for you, and I just want to just want to hear your thoughts on it. Rudy Gobert is DeAndre Jordan. Just he gets blocks. He's a three-time defensive player of the year. That's what I'm saying. He just gets blocks. So he like he gets. If Rudy Gobert didn't have the three-time defensive player of the year, he would be out of the league. He's dog shit. I don't know, they don't even throw him the ball on offense. Up. They don't even throw him the ball on offense. It, he just gets put back. It's, dunks. Just, it's throwing it up to him. They do throw it a lot and pick and roll. But I get that. But DeAndre Jordan does that. Yeah. And he's ass. I mean, it's a valid comparison. Prime DeAndre and Rudy Gobert. Yeah. I think obviously Rudy Gobert is a no, and that's ten times saying. better defender. Defender. But. If he didn't have the defense, it goes back to what Barkley says. If you gave him a basketball in a dark room and you said he could not lay the ball up or dunk it, he could not score. No. And they ruined their team. This team was one of the most fun teams in that playoffs aside from the Grizzlies last year. And you ruined it for a guy that's literally going to tank your season so bad that you're going to be like, what the hell did we just do? Exactly. And you can't get out of it now because guess what? You're stuck with him. Yeah. Because nobody you're wants You're going to be paying him $47 million in two years. Yeah. Yeah. Idiots. Sounds familiar. That's what Russell Westbrook's making this year. So, But at least he's the best player on their team. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think Minnesota falls out of the play-in as well. There's, there's no chemistry. They don't like each other. Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns aren't getting along. As we said, they should have built around Ant and not Cat. Cat yep. um, looked miserable on Friday against the Grizzlies. 11 points, fouled out. I don't know if you saw um, how John Morant fouled out Carl I saw the Anthony shot. Towns. I saw the shot. But the play before, so the play before, Cat had five fouls. And Cat, he was going and getting a rebound. It was an offensive foul, like a mug. He got the rebound, missed missed the bunny, and then started bitching at the ref Turned about, about oh. not, not about a foul. Then he runs down <laughs> and gets a switch on Ja. And Ja just like, all right, you got five Wait. fouls. I'm going to take you to the rack and just – Acrobatic, what the hell, and one, and cat turns around and just walks to the bench. I was so happy. I did see all that because I. What's funny is the even the possession before that, the Timberwolves off the possession before that. I heard. I literally heard. I, I mean, obviously, I wasn't with you at the game, but I heard through the TV foul, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, he's back. And then oh, I think we tried to foul him out in that one, and they didn't call anything. And Jaw literally just turned around, and went. Yeah. And then we ran it back down, and he did the next thing where he literally full-on stops running, turns to the rev, and is like, foul! <laughs> and then he runs down, gets switched on John, and John yeah. lights out. Raps. Night-night. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was epic. It was Screw, epic. screw him. Yeah, stay. for sure. Such a baby. Um, Let's move to the East real quick. The Cleveland Cavaliers have been crazy. As we said, Darius Garland went for 51 the other night. Cut overshadowed by Joel, unfortunately. unfortunately. The Celtics have been Pretty good as well. Right now, do you see the Cavs or the Celtics being more likely to come out of the East? You know where my heart lies. Obviously, the Cavs have kind of had a tough little losing streak here. Mm-hmm. Um, they're on a four-game losing streak, and they play the Bucks tomorrow. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. could be potentially five. But they've been without Donovan Mitchell a little bit and Jared Allen a little bit. And, I mean, you've lost 
that's a one possession game, and then all these games are within seven points. Mm-hmm. So you're not, and that's without two of your best players. So like, I'm not going to read too much into that. I still think they're one of the best teams, and I'm still going to ride with the Cavs all day. You 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 can envision them being more likely than the Celtics. I just that team in the playoffs, who's going to match up five for five on them? That's just, it's just impossible. Understandably to so. I, I'm really tempted to take the Cavaliers, but I'm just going to take the team that's been there. Been there, yeah. yeah. I, I think Jason Tatum this year is in the middle of MVP conversation as well. Jalen Brown, he's still got the chip on his shoulder about, hey, you wanted to trade me for KD. I'm going to show you yep. why. Hopefully Robert Williams comes back and that Rob Williams, Al Horford thing – Less can be put on Al, I should yeah. say, and I think he's been dogging it right now. He has been dogging it, and I think the Celtics can get it back on track. Everything I've seen out of Joe Missoula, I've really liked out of Boston. Yeah, give damn dude that Celtics. Malcolm staff. Brogdon's been pretty decent too. Yeah, but the Celtics staff, their coaching staff. I mean, I know you hate when I bring up the Jazz, but Will Hardy's done an impressive job with the roster he has. I yes, mean, you can't yes, deny yes. that. Yes, Will Hardy's been crazy. Ime Udoka came out of nowhere, was one of the best coaches in the NBA last year, and then now Joe Mazzullo. That's three coaches just from that Celtics tree that you're like, holy hell. And then go back a little bit more. Brad Stevens was one of the best coaches in the NBA. Like, they just you could produce. Do, exactly. You could do the same thing with Pop. You have Taylor Jenkins. You have Quinn Snyder. And uh, you also Bootenholzer. Mike Bootenholzer. Yeah. So it's I mean, the list goes amazing. on and on. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, anything else with the NBA and what happened this past weekend? Steph Curry obviously played great, and they beat the Kings. I think Steph went for 40-plus. Other than Javon Carter just being a man amongst boys right now. That's where we wrap. Let's (laughs) go to the (laughs) – I'm not talking about Javon Carter. Shout out Javon Carter. I'm, like, your biggest fan, and I would love nothing more for you to, like, DM me or something. It'd it'd make my day. (laughs) Shout out Javon, man. Shout out Javon. Let's go to the NCAA football weekend. Um. I'm going to touch on Tennessee real quick because there's not much to say, man. Uh, 11 a.m. kickoff. Missouri, I was actually really nervous. In the third quarter of this game, it was a four-point game. It was Was 28-24 to in the third quarter. I was really nervous. Um, And then Jalen Hyatt had a 70-yard touchdown, and I was like, all right, we're going to be fine. And then we scored scored, uh, 38 unanswered points in the third and fourth quarter. So, shout-out to Tennessee. Um, Georgia throttled Mississippi State. It was close until that fourth quarter, until that second half. Yeah, Mississippi State, State held around. Well. Yeah, for sure. Florida State beat the shit out of Syracuse. I don't know what happened. Shout out Mike Norville. Uh, shout out to him. Arizona upset UCLA. Pitiful. TCU beat Texas. Thank God. Number six, Oregon fell to Washington. Big Phoenix. But the biggest and best game of the weekend, in my opinion. Uh, also, one other mention, LSU held on against a depleted Arkansas The third-string quarterback of Arkansas. And also USC, of course, dismantled Colorado. Colorado is 1-9, Jack. They're like the worst team in college football. <laughs> but the best game of the weekend, see Ole Miss Rebels and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Ole Miss led this game the entire way. Um, Keyshawn Juckins, of course, had an absolute day. When, it, when you look at Alabama, Bryce Young wasn't – Incredible, but, I mean, he did it have was. three touchdowns. No, McClellan filled in great. Jameer Gibbs did not play much in this one. Because he was getting his bell rung. Saban sat his ass. But, Cooper, I hate to do this, but you and I had a conversation earlier in the year. Can Jackson Dart go win a game at the end of it? You're, you're, about, to, you're about to think I'm drunk. I do not blame Jackson Dart for this. Who the hell do you blame? His, his name rhymes with Lane Kiffin. Oh, yeah. Let's pull up the text. You speak on lane, I'll speak on So, obviously, this game, if you look at this box score, 
you'd be like, damn, Ole Miss really should have won. Like, I mean, let's be honest. Like, we, I told you if we can get a run game going, we're going to be just fine. And obviously they had an incredible game plan. They jumped out to a 17-7 lead. Zach Evans gets concussed, fumbles. They go in and score, make it 17-14 to before half. Um, why are you laughing? If you're watching the pod on YouTube, you could see uh, the text chain. This is on Saturday. <laughs> I sent him the Jaron Jackson news for virtually no reaction. <laughs> and then this is the beginning of the game. I can't wait to read that, but hopefully you're watching on YouTube. You can see that uh, text chain. Anyways, oh, continue. Um, so we ran the it's same plays moment. over and over and over and over and over again, just expecting Alabama to not, like, catch on. Um, so on the final drive, so it's 24 24- – uh, Ole Miss, uh, or it's seventeen to fourteen going into the third quarter. Um, it is turns into twenty four twenty four going into the fourth. Right, mm-hmm. so you're in this ball game. You have one quarter to go. I'd even told my dad before the game. I said, whoever gets this ball last wins the game. All right. Okay. So we held Alabama somehow because Bryce Young started clicking. I know his box score doesn't look insane, but my God, he's like don't. He's been there before. Don't for a second think that Bryce Young is not the same person. He did it against Texas. He did it against – And he's working with absolute dog shit players. I'm sorry. He has no playmakers. He has no playmakers. Cameron Lawton is the best player that he gets to throw to, and Jameer Gibbs. But Jameer Gibbs was getting literally absolute demolished because Ole Miss was like, Jameer Gibbs is not beating us, and so that's why he didn't play. But it came down to the fourth (laughs) quarter. But I'll let you read my text, Shane, before I – Let's go back to the first quarter real quick. (laughs) I'm ready to see if we're on the same level with them. Unis are also clean as hell, at least. And then nine minutes after you complimenting the uniforms. Same MF and shit we did last year. Separate text. Ball game. Separate text. Tied 63 to nothing. Separate text. Holy shit. Separate text. We scored. (laughs) And I said, let's go. And you said, nope, we lost. Are you watching this shit? (laughs) And then I proceeded to send him the news about Jaron. I was happy he got upgraded. And your reaction, let's go, I needed some good news today, period. (laughs) Well, they almost killed Jackson Dart. Did you see that? Why is Bryce Young so damn good? Like, man, please let me have this. I need need this more than he does. Ball game, hammer, nail, coffin, this baby's over. Lane Kiffin is a stubborn dumbass. Here it is. Is Jackson Dart got it in him. And then I didn't hear from you for uh, over 24 hours. Yeah, after after that, I took my watch off and I threw my phone in my bedroom and I shut the door. <laughs> so I, I didn't text anybody after this game. Dude, were you getting any texts? Do you have no? Any ja- not really. I was about to say you shouldn't have any jackasses. No, nah, nobody was gonna reach out and be a dick. Mostly because if you're an Alabama fan, you're never mind. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll stop. They were before. probably disappointed. I'll, I'll stop before I get ahead. But no, so they, we stopped them the field goals. It's thirty to twenty four. You have literally two minutes to go. We get the ball. I looked at my dad. I was like, this is literally everything you could ask for. Mm-hmm. We try to throw it on the first down. Malik Keith ran a little bit too far and didn't catch the back shorter fade that it worked so well. Because, I mean, if you look at his, he had six catches for 123 yards, and they were all back shorter fades. Right. It was the same play over and over again. We mm-hmm. were just dogging. I think his name was Kool-Aid. Um, um, anywho, uh, we, <laughs> we tried that on first down. That's his name. I'm not even effing with you. His name is Kool-Aid McKinstry. Dude. Kool-Aid. Look. You can look. You're such a hater. It's so funny. Kool-Aid McKinstry. Oh, God. Dude. Why do you hate on Kool-Aid, man? I wonder what flavor his mom was drinking when he named him that. Great. Um, Anywho. um, So, we tried that on the first down. Then the second down, we hit him with a draw. Okay. Lane Kiffin. Why? No, I'm I'm getting there. So, this is the (laughs) I'm giving you the entire entire final drive. So, the second down to 10. 
we do draw play. King Chanja against 40 yards. We're in on the third. I game. know. I saw that. And then the very next play, we I hit him with a little power. Tom and 12 I yard were run. watching it, and I was like, bro, they just – because I had turned to Tom, and exactly what you texted me, I told him, I was like, I don't know if Jackson Dart can do this. No. And then we were watching, I was like, well, shit, Jackson Dart doesn't have to. Keep handing the ball off. Yeah. And then y'all got in the red zone. I'm like, they're just going to keep hammering it down their throat, and they're going to eventually score and win this game. You think. Exactly. That, no, that's a, dude, as a neutral fan, that's honestly what I thought. That's No, that's what every single normal human so, sane person When thought. they first got the ball, I was like, Jackson Dart can't do this. And I was like, oh, he they doesn't don't have, have to. to. Exactly. And so the next four plays – because we went, we got stopped on fourth down. Uh, we threw four straight passes, and then Lane Kiffin in his press conference had the audacity when they were like, "Keenshawn kind of got you down there. Why don't you maybe go back to him?" He was like, "He was so tired, and I didn't want to risk subbing him out to let them get more more people in." And he was also like, "I also assumed after you get 52 yards on back to back runs that you're gonna kind of blitz and not allow us to run." And they didn't do that. They kept covering. And I'm like. Well, then on second down, do you not call a run? Like, I'm sitting there, I'm like, you're not answering the question. You're just beating around the bush as to why you made some dumbass decisions to lose this game yeah. for us. And you have nobody to blame but yourself. Because That last drive was rough. It was pitiful. Because 24 to 17, 24-10 at one point? Uh, no. Uh, we, I don't think we ever got up. I know we were up 17 to 7. Um, and then I thought it was ten on two separate occasions. It might have been ten on two separate occasions. I just 24-14? I'm going to be honest, I'm... Other than that final drive is all I can really remember. <laughs> I, and like, Man was unhinged the entire game. But I get I get he's tired, and obviously you lose Zach Evans season to a concussion. Miss. We had, I mean, dude, you're telling an Ole Miss fan who I've seen one 10-win season in Bro, my entire I, lifetime. This is an A season, absolutely. but you're sitting in this ball game, and you have every chance I to win this game. I at you when you said Ole Miss would have 10 wins this season. Well, I don't know if we – I don't know. We have to play Arkansas, and you know how much Arkansas but I, scares dude, me. Dude, it comes down to one game. I genuinely thought it would be a seven to eight win season. I laughed at ten wins, and it's happened. We could have had eleven. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this you had every chance to win this game, and I'm fine if you want to like tell Jackson to throw the ball one thing. But why does he not have the ability to look and be like? Bro, there's only four people in the box. Yeah. Hey, Keenshawn, come here. You're running yeah. right up the middle. Like, why does he not? Why? You're exactly why? Right. You're exactly like, right. I'm sorry. I, I know there's a minute left to go, and you only have one timeout. But a minute's a long ass time to play football, it especially is. when you have 20 yards to get. Um, Run the ball. But that's all I have to say. If you're a college football fan, be on the lookout for Friday's pod as well. We're gonna give our college football playoff prediction. Yep. Uh, what four teams we think should be in it and at what spot. It's going to be really tricky. It's going to be a tough year to do so. I'm yeah. looking forward to it. Because there's really only two teams that you're just sitting there and you're like, these are for sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I think I think I already have my four locked. But at the end of the day, this has been an odd season. I'll just say that. Because there's also a realm Alabama of possibility. Could have not only three losses they could have, they could have lost that Texas game and they could have lost, lost the A&M. Game. They could, have they could easily losses. be seven and five. Yeah. yeah. Shout out A&M. Jimbo Fisher's bitch ass won't be going to a bowl game. The first <laughs> coach to ever have a number one recruiting class and have a losing record. Yeah. Absolutely insane. But shout out Cadillac Williams. I'm not even going to lie. I'm not an Auburn fan by any means. But for him to win that game, I was like, that's pretty dope. They are, they went to Starkville, took them to overtime last, last week. and That team's that not bad. Let's remember, Auburn can get whatever the not, hell they want. Not that bad. Not Do you – I know that you don't care about this, and we don't really talk about this, but do you want Cadillac Williams to be that coach? Or do you still want them to There's go get a different no coach? no shot he will be. Really? No. No shot. I'm pulling for him. I'm pulling for him, too. I'm just saying the boosters in Auburn, Alabama. They'd be pissed no. if Cadillac Williams yes. is their coach. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. 
But no, all in all, Ole Miss had a chance to win. We choked. But, you know, this is kind of righteous justice for Alabama. The two years that we beat Alabama, we won by six points, and they had a chance to win the game, and they shat all over themselves too. So Ole Miss vomited all over themselves again. What's new? I'm a happy man yeah, going to the Cotton Bowl. We have about the Ole Miss game in like five minutes. <laughs> hey, Keenshawn Junkins broke an all-time rushing Still record for Ole Miss. He has 15 touchdowns. Bro, it's over. It's over. He's like the first freshman to be sole possession of the touchdown uh, single season in the SEC since who? I don't know. He's awesome, but uh, we still lost. Do you lost. think we're going to preview an Ole Miss-Arkansas game? You guys are mistaken. Oh, we're previewing Ole Miss-Arkansas. <laughs> oh, you're previewing Arkansas Ole Miss-Arkansas. Arkansas is going to beat us. With That's their, not going to happen. They're going to put a running back at quarterback okay, and beat of us. Of course we'll talk about Ole Miss. No, I don't want to talk about Ole Miss. Tennessee at South Carolina, big game. I could go play quarterback and be better than Spencer Rattler. And I haven't picked up a football Did in years. Did you see him Hooker's numbers by chance? Yeah, running up the score on Missouri. He didn't play the entire four. No, I know he did. He played well. You know, you know who had just as good of stats. You know who had just as bad the week before. Who? C.J. Stroud. You know who had just as good this week. Cool. C.J. Stroud. Right. C.J. Stroud's gonna be your Heisman. <laughs> he's not though. He's gonna be your Heisman. No, he's not. Huh? He's be Name Heisman. one Heisman moment that you remember. He has to. If C.J. Stroud, he didn't play well against Michigan. <laughs> If he doesn't play well against Michigan, they have Saturday all to themselves. Mm. People forget that Hinton Hooker outplayed Bryce Young, but yeah, it's no, amazing. He played, he People played well. Forget that he played well. Uh, he played well. Uh, he played well. I hope they play each other so bad. I I genuinely think Tennessee can beat Ohio State. I'm gonna be honest with you. If they play each other, you won't see me for a year because my girlfriend's gonna be competing against the team that her dad loves and I will not be there for it so I will be going to Mexico for forever until like they play again and something else happens because if Ohio State loses to Tennessee I will literally die I, I will I will jump I, off of the I building you know I won't say this at trivia tomorrow <laughs> but I, I genuinely think Tennessee can beat Ohio State I don't I don't know about Georgia it's hard to beat a team twice. I just don't. I don't think Georgia's a good matchup at all for us. No, and you, it's it's tough to play teams I, twice in a season. I think Tennessee can beat Ohio State and whoever else you want to throw in there. No, I, I. And what's funny is I won't say exactly the words I used when I before this Ole Miss Alabama game, but I told her I said I can't wait till Ohio State plays an actual team and gets their fucking bell rung. <laughs> I don't think they're that good. I think they're good, but I just think you also have to take it with a grain of salt. Indiana's ass, and you whooped them. But that's why I'm not going to read too much into Hinton Hooker stats against an ass Missouri team. Yeah. yeah. But Missouri would exactly. be Indiana. I, I look so. at Alabama. As no, yeah, and I, I would too. Because mm-hmm. C.J. Stroud, at the end of the day, I don't think he's the reason they beat Penn State either. I think it was their defense. I'm going to be so mad if he throws for like 500 against Michigan. But I could he's going to throw for <laughs> – Dude, but I will say – Marvin Harrison Jr., my God. Yeah, he's, he's an animal. He's crazy. He defies the laws of physics. He's crazy for but sure. They'll beat the crap out of Maryland, so he's going to have a big game. But you all get South Carolina Vander, Vanderbilt to boost some stats, too. So yeah. We need it after the fucking. No, I know. Stretch. Y'all went through LS, Hell's Row. LSU, Alabama, oh, Georgia. Tough seed. Anyways. It is a tough seed. You got anything else? I don't. That's about all I got. Coop, hope you have a great, great night, my friend. Y'all be sure on the lookout for Grits Talk on Wednesday. Be sure to mash that like and subscribe button. It helps us out. We're trying to get to 100K. We're about to get to 80. Love each and every one of y'all so much. Go Grizz. Go Grizz.